0: Means I could still be the man if the dam breaks the Are we live? Yo, wing sauces, like they meant they mixed the lemon pepper and the garlic parmesan, but they took the garlic the parmesan out and it's just garlic lemon pepper. That shit is fire. That That
1: sounds great, is what it sounds (laughs)
0: like. Bro. That's hard, man. I've been I was in there like I almost wanted to go back and thank them. <laughs> low key. Like I, I went home with the takeout. And I was eating that. I was like, yo, keep this. Whatever this is. Yes, Works. for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, bro. If we get right into the show then, um, I don't think there's any other way to start than by following ritual, which is for us to thank absolutely everybody, everybody, everybody for joining into the All the Way Live podcast, bro. Whether it's one person, 10 people. 20 people, 100 people, 1,000 people don't matter to us. We appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening. And, yo, fam, I've been, like, my mom's wants to talk about this show with me. Like, fam, it's cool. It's cool. we're producing content out here. That's nice.
0: That's nice. Yeah, well, if the elders mess with it, I think that's a good sign. Cool. I think that's a good sign, you know what I mean? That's longevity right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And how we breaking up some of this. Longevity and how we curated it, as we like to say, carefully curated content for your cranial. Oh, so I It's a You can out-
0: tell he used to rap. You know what I mean? You can tell.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm <laughs> honestly, I'm just waiting for an opportunity for this podcast to so let me do that. Yeah,
0: the all the way live, the basement segment is coming for sure.
1: 100. It's just, it's just us freestyling <laughs> in a literal basement.
0: Let's go. We halfway there. We halfway there.
1: Yo man. How this content is broken up is by breaking this stuff up into three segments. We got stumble upon. Now stumble upon. These are some things, thoughts, and interesting facts, things. Interesting facts that we have found throughout the week that we have stumbled upon. We bring that to the people. And then we move into current news. Now on current news, we take the absolute hottest, hottest news content. Okay. Bring that down and break that down for the people on a weekly basis.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> Where else? Who else? Come on, man. What else do they get, Zwayne? Keep telling them, we ain't
2: done. Uh, reach deep into yeah. and, and today,
1: that current news is, we get into that billionaire talk, fam. Oh. LVMH, Jay-Z, Ciroc, not Ciroc. Um,
2: Tennessee.
1: Tennessee. Everything Tennessee.
2: but rock <laughs> Everything now we're gonna busts get into a that. We're
1: going to get into that. That's big business. You know, we enjoy it. That's, we enjoy some good big business talk over here, especially when it is in celebration of, of black excellence. And then from there, we move into recommended and review. Now, here is our favorite segment of the entire podcast. We can you tell people why it's our favorite part of this whole podcast?
0: Because Snowfall is back, goddammit.
2: also, <laughs> <laughs> no, <yo, sorry>. gunshots. Gunshots.
1: <laughs> yo,
0: for real, <laughs> but you gunshots. ain't let me share sound, though. But man, that's important to me. I don't know about y'all, but that's important to me, man. Snowfall is back. And also, we get to hear from the people, man. That's the people choice. And, you know, interacting with the people is what we're all about. We're all about building community. Community died. Live Nation. What's good?
1: Speaking of people, as you can see with this format, we have a guest in today's show. Now, this, this young brother is one of the flyest artistic. Eyes and, and and thought thought makers, if that's a term. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'll
2: I'll take that. That's I like lights. That.
1: Thought makers, you know. <laughs> and so into that, you know, we're gonna be bringing him onto the show just to be able to enjoy some of his content today, and then get into some of his art, get into what's uh, some of his inspirations, and just have you know uh, young young real niggas talk. <laughs>
0: hey, in the yes,
1: sir. And without further ado, we bring to you the All The Way Live podcast,
0: man. What's well, good, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you bringing us in, to my sin, like you do. You know what I mean? Chicago is in the building. Joe Berg is in the building. This side of the building is in Chicago. Y'all know what we're talking about. This podcast is filmed on stolen land, man. And I'm appreciative of this space that I come from. I'm appreciative of the Native American people, the Potawatomi people, the Council of the Three Fires, the people that were removed from this land violently. The violence that was done to them is, is inseparable from the state we find this city in, the state we find this country in, the state we find ourselves in, man. So lifting up, you know, indigenous people the world over, love between black and brown people the world over, intro over, let's get into the show, man. Let's get into
2: them. Yes, sir, yes sir. Right, that's flash Yeah, hey, right. hey, that's flash. You got that it's like it's almost like eightagase. Explain that, so explain, so like, <coughs> explain what that means. Back home, whenever like you'd meet um, a formal group of people, especially older people, they'd ask you like what are your your surnames, Itagazet or zaku, your clan names and which like you've come from. And like what you just did right now is is, is, is what we call is etagaze acknowledge the acknowledge of your history it was rhythmic Yeah. he and almost freestyled right. and, like, and like and like that's hey, bro. even that's how even language tra- like transformed that's how english became fly that's
0: real hey and man I-, I appreciate that i appreciate that that's that's important man yes and so even on this side so we call that a land acknowledgment typically we do it on this side to just acknowledge you know that this is stolen land the united states is, was stolen from the indigenous people and we just you know, it is important to acknowledge the energies that inhabit your space, the people and the ancestry of your space and that history. So I'm glad that that's like recognizable even, you know, in energy, if not in name, you know, that's dope. Black
2: people's, black people's all over the world. <laughs> Big facts, uh, big facts, big facts. Big facts. <laughs> Yo,
0: I'm going to need y'all to turn that mic up, though, if you can, if you can. If you're going to be speaking wisdom like that, I'm going to need y'all to turn that mic up. We be beg, we back, we <laughs> back. <be> back. <laughs> Look. My homies, my calls. That's our mad ready. Let's get into it, man. What's good? So we are gonna run right into stumble upon G. First coming up with stumble upon, what we got is really. So I was checking this out, right? What I had stumbled upon was, uh, I was checking out like videos on YouTube, and I came across and I recommended this video of Charlemagne the God uh, talking to. And do we have homie's name? I think y'all. I was knew gonna it, say. Right? Let me let Dr. me get Carl. Let, me, let me get
1: his name so we can acknowledge the brother.
0: All right, my brother's going to come through with his last name in just a moment, but it's the brother Dr. That was... Dr. Carl Hart. Dr. Carl Hart just released a book. Uh, and if we could get the book name too, that would be lit. But the book is essentially about drugs, and that's the top drug use for
1: grown ups by Dr. Carl Hart. <laughs>
0: Boom, yeah, drug use for grown ups, man. So that's that is what I stumbled across. And essentially, in the video, uh, what I understood from, from Dr. Hart was he was explaining that. His book was about being as realistic as possible about the reality that as a parent or as anybody that cares for anyone, people are going to use drugs, regardless of, you know, what you t- the, the any kind of campaign you put in place to try to tell them not to. And so how can we be realistic about acknowledging that people do use drugs because they want to feel good? And what are the ways to go about that safely? Right? So. Yeah. What I stumbled across was Charlemagne Charlamagne getting a little spicy with dude, you know, kind of just being like for advocating drugs, right? And I don't while I don't necessarily think that's what he was doing, I think that conversation is very
1: intersectional. So I want to see what y'all think about that. I boom, right? So it might even be better to look at this conversation in a greater context than just of just this conversation, which is that what is what is our relationship with drugs in general? Like, for instance, I realized I was at a, um, I was at a, uh, this, for lack of better terms, uh, a men's gathering. Um, It was a tea, a tea garden men talk. There were a lot of, there were a lot of letters that they used to be able to describe it. However, it was in a lovely garden. Like how that
0: ledge just appeared out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like... You brought up the content, and then the ledge appeared, and then you started to walk it, boy. <laughs> sure.
1: I, I run post production. Nothing. I am the quality control. I have hey man, quality. It's control. all good. The oh, that, gathering with drugs. Nah, man. I don't right. want. I don't want to take away from how five was because.
2: Did you just say the eighties? The eighties.
1: <laughs> oh man, yo, literally... Go. I don't oh, yeah. want to, i don't I don't want none of this immaturity to take away from how fly of an event it actually was right so it's this uh, these family friends have this lovely big garden and then they just invited a group of young black men to come together to form um, fraternity as a, a, a
2: constituent
1: of sorts right which is fly and it's cool um in that but I was real I, I was realizing in the for instance in the amount of alcohol that everybody was drinking right so it I, I was like, if somebody would have pulled out a joint, for instance, myself, I pull out a small joint and I smoke it here. Right. That would have been a bigger offense than how inebriated everybody else was getting, despite the fact that I'd be I'd have less of a risk of putting people in danger, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's just like, what is what is our relationship with drugs on a basic on a basic level?
0: I think our relationship with drugs is uh, I think that's a nurture thing. Right. It depends on it depends on what have you been told about drugs and what have been your experiences with drugs. Right. Some people from the time they're small have no choice in how they interact with drugs because they have parents or people that are close to them that are in their house that are on drugs. So you develop a very practical knowledge of what drugs do. You know what I mean? You might not understand what it is and how they take it, but you know how it make them feel. You know how it makes them act and how it's different than their baseline. Right? So other people are introduced to drugs later right? through school or some program that's telling them, don't do this. Right? And sometimes that can be scary or sometimes that can be enticing. Right? So I think yeah. our relationship to drugs largely depends on how we're
1: introduced to them. What was your introduction to, to drugs? If <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's was, not that type of was, podcast,
2: a, DJ I Vlad. Party. I was at a garden party with, with letters. <laughs> and Men. And Men. <laughs> 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 and that's all that We gotta get into gotta that. It.
0: Those damn garden parties, dude. <laughs> 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 that's how
2: they get you. <laughs> <laughs> the so
0: gate. The gateway garden parties. <laughs>
1: That's, the first That's for sure. The name of the episode. <laughs>
2: That's the first episode of Boondocks. <laughs> okay.
1: But Doctor Call, Doctor Call, Hart, right. Responsible, responsible drug usage, is is does that? Is it possible in today's day and age? Would you say?
2: Look, nothing is like any isolated substance is a drug. So even sugar, right? Sugar cane isn't necessarily as bad for you as a teaspoon of sugar. My thing is, if you if you isolate a substance, you're creating like a, some kind of. A, you're trying to um, work at a particular angle to get the most heightened or most potent form of it. Mm. And that can always be misguided, bro. Right? Mm. It's synthetic. I think like, there's no kind of right way of being like, oh, let me engage with possible addiction, right? Because you don't, we cannot gauge how tolerance works. Every person has like, a different tolerance to Yeah, like, We don't respond to the same way. You could do like mm. fucking crack 90 times and still like go home and like work a job. I can do crap once and then fucking yeah. my life is over. So you, you you can't gauge and speak what tolerance is, number one, number two, it's such a dangerous thing to play with like misguided. Like mm-hmm. and I think this that's where the conversation of like what is psychedelic versus like a substance mm-hmm. comes in. Like, mm-hmm. like 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 like. Uh, a man says, I think an exposure of like your surroundings, mm-hmm. like, if you're in Jamaica. Weed is like weed. If you're in South Africa, weed is weed. You know, uh, if you're in like America,
1: or in Singapore,
2: or in Singapore, like chop a hand off. You're getting hung in Singapore for weed. For for gum, bro, you're getting lashes. Mm. So like I say, like it, it's just what's around you. Some people grow around, like grow up eating shrooms in the in the farms and think it's okay, and then they come to the city Mm. and now it's like, ooh, you know what the fuck's up with you, but. Exposure to particular things changes the nature and how you actually perceive it in in, 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 in a different stage in your life. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. I think that's real.
0: I think that's yeah. very real. I think the other thing with that too, I think how that also connects to the argument is that so a lot of people would say that are on the side of, of drugs and, and legalization, right? Uh, as they've done even in some places in America, right? I think in washington and i've made this comment like three times on this podcast without knowing the state i think i've said a different state every time but you they said new mexico last drugs.
1: week and I, i'm and sure i did right In like that two ago, Nevada. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah i know but one of those states doesn't legalize drugs and i think the i think the reasoning behind that is you start to be able to collect more data and there's a more free Uh, ability to have serious scholarship on drugs and the way they affect people if you legalize them if you take if you don't just say nobody should have these these are illicit substances and leave it at that right so uh, there's also the combination of treating drugs like a uh, addiction right and I think addiction is a big aspect where we can start to separate drugs and substances right you know what I mean like uh things that are addictive things that people become dependent on although people do get dependent on sugar so it is a complicated conversation and coffee
1: and cigarettes and
0: nicotine for sure and caffeine are definitely drugs right your your neurological response to them i think we can safely classify those as drugs but yeah when you get to things like sugar it gets uh Mm. complex real quick you know it makes
1: me wonder particularly what what things should be laws that stop us from making our own decisions in the sense of the law, like it's, it's against the law to be able to consume cocaine, but I can point to many examples of peoples that have functioning cocaine habits. You know
2: what okay. it is? I think human beings, you need to change our calendar. I've been saying this. That's Explain. Like, so I think if you look at like yourself and like your history, like right? you're the furthest of your lineage of your particular bloodline to have exist. Mm. And if you can go back and source back, like, yo, this is how my great-great-grandmother knew, this is how my great-grandfather knew, right? You can look at, like, the mistakes. So imagine vividly, like, the type of mistakes or the kind of successes they've had and things like that. There's information to source from. But now we're only looking at our society as, like, 2,000 years, like, 1,000, 2,001. Mm. Like, human beings have been around, like, have been carbon dated for, like, 100, we are, what, 120,000 years old. Right in a planet that's like 4.9 billion years old, right? So yeah, it's like the history in which we are able to adapt and tap into, like, and imagine to be like what is right and what is not right and wrong, but what is misguidedness and what is like a particular way for sustainability changes completely. Are you it's so are you are the saying way you've ever lived, bro? Like, Shafir, you've got like the internet, but people have like this produces so much waste and there's so much going on and going forth mm. and a lot of harm to create like this whole thing. And I think the biggest thing about like uh, drugs is um, the DEA, like this whole thing, it's a waste of money trying to find drugs because people get them anyway.
1: And there's a big, and there's a bunch of documentaries about that now, which yeah. is the involvement of the DEA and the whole drug trade, which is exactly the whole premise of Snowfall, actually. <laughs> yeah. And this has been one elaborate <laughs> yeah. ad. It's no fault. <laughs> the, the real FX, reason we're here today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this is all one ad.
0: <laughs> well, if I if I can quote the prophet Benny the Butcher, everything mm. relate back to drug dealing, right? Oh. So I don't think you have to look too deep into the the structure of any country, the the structure of any uh, where there's a lot of money, there's usually drugs. That's uh, this is always lies you know what i mean so yeah i think the i think the larger conversation is i think it relates to the way what you said with personal choice uh i think it relates to do people get safer if we know more about drugs and we if what is available in terms of drugs is the purer version of that substance than letting streets control that market um and how do you raise your kids in a world what do you tell your kids if you're trying to raise kids that are not going to do drugs or not do drugs until it's appropriate for them to do drugs, right? Is the approach to be as honest as possible about how you feel about drugs and to what drugs might do to you? Or is it better to just hardline say, no, don't even talk, think, look at that until you know, you're of a certain age?
1: There's a, there's a reality of when a child's brain is developing from a certain age where taking in those types of substances is undoubtedly can, can alter completely how the brain proceeds to develop from a child in some instances it can stunt it and that the same thing happens with alcohol and with cannabis and with all of that right so I think the cutoff age really that 18 number 18 18 to 21 let's say put it in that margin um, the brain is still very fragile so from from if if you are to accept the reality of being able to be responsible with drugs you also need to accept the reality of when it can be detrimental, especially in a upcoming like in a in a growing child. We both, all of us know examples of people that have taken drugs, fell fallen off the edge at too young an age and have not been able to to make it back from there. And then some people that pop drugs all the time. And yet, you know, are hosting podcasts now. <laughs>
0: Shout out to them wherever they may be.
1: <laughs> Shout out to them, Phil. Um but that also being said, you need to take into consideration the fact of um Dr. Carl Hart, the same, the same, um, the same doctor that was speaking with Charlemagne, um, he had an episode on the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were busy breaking down um the rehabilitation methods in, say, Portugal and some other places that had worked, right? And so um taking those into consideration too, you need to be honest about maybe the way we villainize drugs and the way we view drug addicts maybe is completely twisted off. And there is potentially a space where people can utilize drugs from as, uh, on a, on a daily basis and, and still be productive society members and have a habit, but not an addiction.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think you're exactly right. And I think it's interesting that society tends to be able to do that. I think if you look at in America's case, right, the opioid crisis, is being treated much differently than the crack epi- epidemic, right? The 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 war on crime uh, and and the criminal the criminalization of uh, drug users, depending on who they are, I think is an important thing to look at it and how the rules got this way and how we did decide to treat drug abuse and addiction like a crime rather than a, a mental health challenge. So, yeah. I think there's a That's lot of ground to cover with that own. conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the episode sure, on its, sure. on its so, own. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, speaking of drugs and guns and jail, um, Bobby Shmurda's is home. Don't put
0: that on my dude. Don't put that on my guy. <laughs> I'm, cut of, that out. Of, I'm just gonna say, speaking, speaking of to- loyalty, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of loyalty, speaking of stand-up dudes, speaking of people that should receive more attention in the spotlight, Bobby Shmurda's is home. Bobby Shmurda's is back with his people. Bobby Schmurter is no longer a captive of the institutions that are, that are meant to lock up our brothers, man. You know? So, so one time for Bobby Shmurda, hold on. Am I still sharing sound? Can I, can I?
1: Perfect. We're glad Bobby Schmurter is home. Yeah. Miles, I got a question for you, bro. I got a question for you. Because the concept of mass incarceration is one that's very unique to, to the black American community. Right. The concept of somebody coming home and having coming home parties, you must you must understand, as I'm sure you do already, as as the well-traveled man that you are, is that that's a very unique American phenomenon and, and celebration. Right. So from the outside, you know, when we hear people say free so and so, free so and so. Like that 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 undoubtedly is something that came from hip hop culture, it came from the US, right? And we and people have adopted it ever since, but it still stems from there, which shows a a very high um prison culture popular in in in, 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 in um uh, black American communities. So
2: wouldn't you say that's like a struggle thing more than a hip hop thing?
1: It it could it could be, but what I was gonna like get miles to just like break open is what that actually means
2: oh in terms of like uh, uh cere- ceremonies
1: in terms of ceremonies oh, and and, so. and 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 what like just just
2: just what that whole thing means yeah for them, for them as a people
1: i don't want i don't want us to assume that everybody understands what a coming home yeah. party is and what it means for somebody to come home especially when that's you know mass incarceration is not a reality in our community and in many other people's communities
0: yeah but i I, I do want to just take that little that little gem right there that just got dropped is that yeah, I think it is a struggle thing, right I think it I think before you know Africa uh even saw white people, right there were different spaces in the in the globe where struggle people who are struggling for liberation were silenced and were locked up right uh unjustly, right The people who are in power get to decide what is appropriate and not appropriate in terms of fighting back and get to, and that welp- welcoming someone home, welcoming a brother home from uh, being incarcerated is a tradition of struggle that goes beyond black folks in America. Uh, I think historically, right, people who have be- have been oppressors have been very intent on silencing and controlling narratives, right? The winners get to write history, and in a lot of, ch- in a lot of cases, that has been white people, right? And so uh, I think where that connects to the struggle and I, where that connects to people coming home and are celebrating that, is that we're too used to people not being here. We're too used to not having our brothers and sisters at home where they should be, right? And it's not always, the person who's locked up's fault right and a system that's made for us to get locked up and a system that's made to deny us resources deny us opportunities and deny us access to the things that allow people to live a life that's away from the law in a city that's in a place that surveils us it is not people are bound to be locked up and black people are locked up at a higher rate than white people in this country so we're too used to not having people around and so in order to in order to cope with that, we celebrate and it is important when that family starts to be whole again, right? Because when a black person, especially a successful black person, is 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 making money and making moves, everybody eats. And when we they lock that the person up or assassinate that person, people stop eating. So with the fact yeah. that somebody a breadwinner comes home, we always celebrate.
1: Yeah. I think that's what gets lost in the whole prison in the people getting in prison thing is that it's actually like people's bloodlines being cut like a lot of people depend on the on 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 these breadwinners and they feed many 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 homes and then that completely gets cut you know
0: big facts big facts so welcome home shmurda man and i think also important to acknowledge about that conversation is that it's an age where there's a lot of examples of what not to do man from my perspective there's an age of a lot of fake stuff there's an age of a lot of people doing things for clout and the choice to you know make a uncomfortable situation even more uncomfortable for yourself on behalf of your brothers is i think something that we should lift up i think that's amazing And I think that's uh, too few and far between in this day and age. So I'm super happy that that man is home, man. It comes along with a few other things. Yes, sir, sir, man. It comes along with a few other things I've been seeing in the news that give me hope, man. Illinois just eliminated cash bail. So you no longer have to, as of 2023, so they're going to work it out of here. But after that point, you won't have to pay cash to get out of jail. A judge will decide if somebody is a flight risk. And we're going to have to make sure that they are not doing that based on race. But that's a huge win for us, man. And cash bail? Can you, expl-
1: Can you explain that a bit? Can you un- unpack what cash bail means?
0: Yeah, big facts. If you get locked up in the United States, right, and you want to get out of jail before your trial, you have to pay your bail. A judge will set an amount of money that you have to pay that's, that the court will hold until they decide whether you're guilty or innocent. That's supposed to make sure that you stay in the country until your trial. But, if you, but that what it effectively does is that if you have money, you can get out of jail before your trial. If you don't have money, you stay locked up. And so they're eliminating that system, which means that there will be a decision on whether or not you're a flight risk. And again, Hello. we have to be careful Hello. about Hello. how that decision is made.
1: Hello. You ready? Ready when yours.
0: Yo, nigga, your brother told us how you be all into reading this Hey, that's some real good shit,
1: my nigga, for real. Congratulations, nigga. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And when that come on, you know your boys about to read something. You know your boys about to read something when that come on. And I'll take those congratulations. Thank you, Miles. And today, what we'll be reading about specifically is Jay-Z selling half of his champagne brand to owner Dom Perignon. Now listen, I might be mispronouncing some of these words, okay? It just goes to show... That's because fancy things are happening. (laughs) I pronounce it how I know how to say it Is what I'm getting to Anyways Jay-Z and luxury goods giants LVMH have a reason to break out the bubble LVMH which owns Dom Perignon and Moet And Shondon Has taken 50% stake in Jay-Z's champagne brand Listen dude I'm gonna be up front right now There's a lot of names that I feel uncomfortable reading Cause it's gonna make me sound You know One type of way I realize I don't know how to pronounce these champagne names
0: All right. I may have somebody that we can have on standby as an assistant to pronounce fancy things. But until that point, I'm going to let you know that you're doing a great job, brother. I want to encourage our brother out there that's reading more. You know what I'm saying? Put yourself out in a vulnerable space. That's the key to this podcast. We appreciate you. But I think we got the point. Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Sold some of his shares of Ace of Spades, his champagne to a large corporation that makes family favorites like Hennessy and others. So how do we feel about that? Is that a that's a win? I'm sure there was a bag attached to that. You know what I mean? I'm sure Jay Jay raked in a a hefty little sum sum for sure. But uh, how do we feel
1: about that move? I mean, I think when when I when I heard about it, right, it just goes to show what type of different growth that a company can have, right? Things like selling fifty percent of your stake and mergers and merge acquisitions. Things like that, I think it it opens up to the reality of the options that black companies have to to grow their to grow their brand. So anytime we can have somebody do that at, at, at as high of an echelon as Jay Z is doing it with that, it, it just makes the reality of, of our options that much more um, that much more real.
2: For sure. I was very much like it's about time. Mm. It's fine. Like black people have been pushing in, yo. <laughs> I mean, yo, we've carried on our backs for free, bro. At least the board dipped into the bag, like well deserved. And like I think the one thing about like Hove is that he he seems to like Word. hold Word. keys. Mm. He seems to hold keys and open avenues of revenue. So I think that's a money given to a wise man. So,
0: yeah. yeah man, for sure, for sure. Now it's amazing to see the growth, you know what I mean, from somebody that people were very sure was just a rapper, to somebody who's doing making major moves, and I think I think ruffling some feathers in the corporate world just by being in some of the rooms she's in. I think my only point of conflict when I hear stories like this is that uh, I liked that Ace of Spades was black owned. You know what I mean? Yes. When I hear rumors that Jay might sell title. I think that's amazing that he might get a bag. I think it's amazing that people are seeing value in things that Black folks are creating. But I did like that my streaming service was Black-owned. You know what I mean? And so that—that that is my only selfish twinge of like, ah, man. But I think uh, the first person through the door had got to take a lot of arrows. You know what I mean? For the team and, you know, for everybody. So uh, he's making a lot of moves. And of course, everybody got an opinion. But just the fact that, He sits where he sits and gets to make these type of decisions is a, is a testament to a hustler's mentality. And that's something that that we appreciate on this show. You know what I mean? That's something that we strive
1: for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with, with LVMH, which is a massive, massive company, um, I think it's a smart move on their behalf, which is aligning themselves more. So again, towards this whole concept that we talk about on the show all the time, which is the consumer's values, Right. Like it makes sense to be able to have Hennessy, which is the predominantly black drank, drinking, dr- drunken, or well the come on y'all, drank up, <laughs> drip that, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we pull out for the home phone now. No, but like black people, as you said, have been drinking Hennessy for such Holy a very, God. for such a very long time. I think Nigeria might actually be the big, the highest consumers of Hennessy in the this world. This is- Nigeria. Wow. That doesn't yeah. surprise me.
2: We should have Bukabo Snoop. <laughs> that's like the new ambassador of something, bro. Like something to shake or burn a us all down. And like, that's what I'm saying. And I think the fact that a big corporation is willing to like acknowledge business and like collaborate is such a thing. Like, like I said, um, a lot of um, racism gets in the way of creating constituencies. You know? hmm. Like creating like honest, real, like Yo, you can't go and like brainwash the whole of Chicago. My friends and my people live there. And you know, things like that. Which I think Absolutely. is an important thing to like dissolve uh, the biggest danger of you of the human experience, which is like classes. Mm. That's the next thing Word. We're, that we're gonna face after racism.
1: Because opportunity does lie in collaboration, right? Like yeah. there's such a thing as companies doing the right thing. There is such a thing, and and I love I love the fact that. It's it's Hennessy, dude. That makes it so much more flyer, dude. That's ace of spades and Hennessy. That that's so black and that's so brilliant, dude. Like damn right, that's what it Jay Z should be owning like you know what I'm saying? He should be doing business with Hennessy. That that only makes sense. You know, and
2: well, so that's that's it, that's
0: it. from the perspective of Duce though. So I think it that this his whole his owning Duce, I think. Complicates that even more because say and Hennessy are direct competitors. In my eyes, in my they don't eyes, have to be, bro. Yeah.
2: They don't have to be, bro. What's that expression? They say uh, that the universe has uh, endless questions and therefore endless answers. So there's no such thing as competition. There's only people who allow or deny.
0: Like, it can. Damn, ex- these garden party episodes be hidden. <laughs>
1: Big facts. It Big exists,
2: facts. bro. This space in the market, dude. <laughs> There's gag space. In the
1: Especially, market. I mean, when 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 you talk mergers of the size, right? From a business standpoint, let's say, for instance, LVMH has the capacity to be able to, to roll out more of these bottles than um, than uh, Jay Z's company could have, right? Maybe they have the distribution that's locked down. Maybe they have the 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 retail deals that are more locked down, which brings actually the the consumer. Um, Closer, uh, which brings the product closer to the consumer, right? Takes on advertising. It takes on all these different types of initiatives that can pop off from it. So, from 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 that perspective, right, that can the 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 value can be greater than what the value could be from two of these two um, bottles competing, Mm -hmm. because these big companies do this all the time. They buy up the names of different types of alcohols and add them to their roster of 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 retail outputs yeah flood the market flood the market you know so it's brilliant man it's absolutely absolutely brilliant (laughs) damn straight that's right lvmh now my brother we are we're joined by a guest today and our guest has been sitting here with us um has been sitting here with us throughout the show uh lighter please 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 pass please pass this on this way right here. This that that that's that's for the young man right there. So <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> our our only watches are our moms, bro. Uh, Smoke them if you got them,
0: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Smoke them uh, if you got them. Nigga, my mom gets closer to
0: smoking weed every day, nigga. <laughs> no cap, dude. My mom gets closer to three things: retirement, smoking weed, and moving somewhere warm
1: every day. Yes, fam. yo, what's up? We're jumping in it, right? Um, this young this this brother right here. Um, I stumbled, I stumbled on his work later into our friendship because he didn't, he didn't really, he wasn't really trying to let me know that he's, he's talented that way. But a lot of people that knew a lot of people that were mu- the mutual acquaintances would always say, you got to check this dude's work out. And so I did. Um, I showed you the work uh, subsequently afterwards, right? Um, you did. I, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're both, we're both just absolutely. uh What's the right wordage for it?
0: Words I got a lot to say about it, but I'll let you finish the introductions. I got a lot to say about it. I was, I was, I was moved. I was, I was excited, but, but
1: go on, go on. And so, uh, and so as, as, as people who are, who are appreciators of art, I just thought it would be absolutely a, a great opportunity to have a a, a very, fun black art conversation right we got no script on this there's no pre-production on this really just do do the uh, talking about some fly art stuff and especially getting more so into a lot of your inspirations and a lot of the stuff that you do because i find a fly and as a fan i'm just interested you feel me and i know you got some fly stuff coming up too (laughs) yeah that's just next level i saw blood on the floor it was It was it was absolutely wild. It was absolutely wild. So dig into into some of that, man. But we appreciate you for we appreciate you for for joining us on our twenty sixth, twenty seventh episode.
2: Thank you very much for having
1: me. We out here. We in the building, man. We in the
0: building. Yes. Nah, man. I I appreciate you rocking
1: with us. Shout out, shout
2: out, Miles. Um, I guess like. Um, if he's speaking like photography, i always
1: had like a. And I don't want to like, cut you. You want to cut me? However, I also don't want to box you into. Because in. I know in, artists in. don't like being boxed in. I'm a. i am a peak. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I
2: wouldn't necessarily call myself as like a, a photographer. I'm trying to like get into that. Position. Yo, speak all the way into the mic, too. Speak. All the way into the mic. Yo, yo, it's the niggas. <laughs> yeah, there you. Go.
1: Here. Niggas got their sexy Walnut voices. tones. Niggas got their sexy voices on. Can't sexy hear shit. Down,
2: um, I don't know, um, what's, what's a good place to begin? Like, not all thugs are from Griselda, first of all. <laughs> and like, um, I got into like photography kind of, not too late, like maybe 43 years, four years ago. Um, I met a guy named Jack McCain while I was stuck in Hong Kong for like a week. Uh, with a, with another guy, Eli Muzukovic from Belarus. And we just all kicked it. And he was like, yo, get a phone camera. And then I just got a phone camera. Took a flight out to New York. I stayed in Harlem. And then um, he pulled through and just kicked it with me. And we just, like, met some people from highest sobriety, and, like some executive dudes. Some, some fly shit happened. And then I got more and more involved as more of a secondary eye or, like, a, a person to reach out to, like, a... I guess how can I put it? Like, yeah, I guess a second in, in command type thing of like uh his artistic practice. So he he wanted a, a friend in South Africa and he found a friend in South Africa type thing. And like there was a mutual connection. I'd fly to his place, I spent like a, a month and a half in LA. He flew out to my place, he spent like a month and a half here in SA and it was just like that extension, that that brotherly love, you know, and then like we trying to make a Trip to Iceland and see all, like what the hell is shaking there. Do some like, <laughs> some shrooms or whatever, the hell. and just like kick it and just have conversation. And so like I said, like it's just creating like like connections and like brotherhood through like a dope uh, format of like artistic expression. And the cool thing about him is that even though in some weird way it's like a little weird sometimes, especially in terms of the conversation of like who should be documenting black work, should all black people be documenting all of black work? And I think it also goes back to, like, the reality of certain things that, like, as much as black people are really amazing at doing photography and, like, capturing fly shit, white people are, too, as well. And people of other races and other colors are, too. It's just that the issue is, like, racism, but in the way of black people being able to express themselves and, like, being, like, able to, like, acquire resources to do so. Mm. So I think, like, right now, black people are in a very fortunate time where we're able to create, like, actual archives in real time with the rest of the world that are like actually dated in our name that we don't have to like go too deep into uh, anthropology to just like show existence so I think um, my experience towards like an artistic practice is not is not to document black people as like people of culture people of like um, uh, like an anthropological gaze we're not like a, 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 an example of of just culture, just information to source from and write. There's like a magic in how we exist, which is like life, We're very uh, alive people. You know, we, we we do well under the sun. So mm. I think that's the one thing uh, I try and like show my work, just yeah, like how I'm honest our connection- Of humanity. Yeah, yo, just how, and just how cool it is. Like it's just how cool it is. And like at any given moment, you can just go visit your black friend, like not too far in like a weird part of the suburbs or like in a fantastic sub part of the suburbs now and you just like have a like an amazing human experience of like a black nature dude and like you can go home and just share that with your parents and like share that with your friends and like you know
0: that's awesome bro yeah so what would you say are some of the things that that you picked up i mean it's it's you started on your phone right that's that's grassroots as it gets you know what i mean so So what are some of the first things that you that you learned that really started to make a difference in in your art and that i think as when you fall in love with any type of activity there are little moments of that where it clicks and it's like oh that's how you do that oh that's fire
2: yeah so i I had a very weird experience as to like how i got better as a photographer I shot film for three years straight and never saw a single image. And uh, I think to choose a, a, a format of, of artistic expression and uh, to stick by it truly, even when it's like tough and financial, like financially difficult to fulfill the obligations of like creating the art form is something that I, I really enjoy with film. One moment I can't like process film because I don't have cash. You know, I want a better camera. Mm. I gotta like wait and ship it over from like, Germany or wherever the hell. Because it's like inaccessible to me, but like, that's the culture, and I hope to like be able to maintain the equipment that I have and like hand it down, like mm. literally just like, yo, I want to just like yo shoot film, just shoot film, like do the exact same thing I try to do, and just shoot nothing but film, and just passing that down, and let that be, that'd be a, a subculture, like you know, right now I've got a homie in Russia who's like just completely into b-boy culture. B boy, yeah, and he's telling me to fly out and document like some some Russian dudes like break dancing hard as hell, you know, shout out Sokka, <laughs> and like it's just amazing things like that. Like he has a black kid from like Emblaze who's from a township, documenting some Russian dude who's like an economist. and has got his masters in economist, but he's like break dancing for a living. He's not <laughs> telling me he wants to go live in New York crazy
1: that's 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 great um that's great that's great documentation because yeah. it looks into subcultures
2: not only that just even like gays bro yeah like how it is like like can we be able to capture the magic of like how it is you see these people you know? mm. that's what it is bro i think it goes better than just like anthro like anthropology goes better than just like genre and documentation it's just like so flashy
0: Hell yeah, bro!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got so it I got it to...
1: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, okay, I guess I, because you know we, we're all we're all big into hip hop, right? Yeah. My question then is like, what would you say the similarities you find between hip hop and music and photography? Um, photography?
2: Mm, okay. I think. I think. I think. I think. Film photography and hip hop go hand in hand unpack that film photography and hip-hop go hand in hand like the grain like the visual representation of how hip-hop started is purely documented on film and like it's such an exciting thing to see like um to see like contact sheets Mm. like of just like old work like the quality like people forget that the image in which we see is not like the actual quality of reality that people saw. People saw in the exact same eyes we see today. Mm. And like how film is able to like grade and like capture that tone and capture like that element of like mm. just city life and branch, bro. And just like have that like juxtapose next to one another, like image for image. Like you got like contact sheets of a layer, you've got contact sheets of like Busta Rhymes and Biggie, mm. Uh, mm. Tupac, like all these iconic images almost everything that's dope and that's fly mm. from Wu-Tang who were like six members shy, but having like five people in the thing. Yeah, Like, yeah. like all of that is on film, bro. How can we not be part of that <laughs> couch? Like how could we not?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's been a lot of classic iconic film every, moments.
2: Every, even, even today. Dude, like, in hip hop. It's so, it's so much more easier to get photography work in LA if you know how to like, if you can shoot film well, mm. that's all everyone is doing right now. Mm. Because, like, it's, there's a quality about film is it's that, like, you're literally capturing uh, photons. You're exposing a material to, like, light and you're capturing that light at that particular moment. Mm. Right? And, like, you cannot fabricate that. thing. You cannot, like, you know.
0: Mm. It's yeah. And, and everything that leads up to that moment, right? And you get this grainy image of, of Tupac on a gurney this middle finger, <laughs> you
2: know
0: what I mean? and that's and that's history.
1: And that's you know? how the world
2: sees you. You know. Yeah, and for that, sure. So I love it. I love
1: it. Talking about uh dope film and gangster dope films and whatnot. This brings <laughs> us kind of into our recommended and review, where we'll <laughs> be talking a little bit about Snowfall. I told you to to, to watch it. Uh, Did you get? I mean, it's all good, I, brother. No,
2: no, but, but we can break it down. It's not, all good. I'm not, I'm not too sour about it.
1: Be- because these first two episodes, the first two episodes on this latest season, are already off to a quite a bang. I must yeah. say.
0: Well, considering how the last season ended, we saw Man Boy riding off with the Uzi. We saw Jerome looking around the apartment complex. People was in bad shape. It looked ugly, and so it doesn't look better. Be a response to that. It does not. It does not look better. It does not look better, and and it's all in in Franklin's lap uh, as he walks with his cane. That walk is hard, though. The cane walk? Cane Franklin?
1: That's hard. That boy is acting, yeah. dog. That boy is acting. Let's, yeah. I think his name... Let's, let, I'm going to get his name, That's man. how
2: Obama should have walked
1: in office. With the cane like hard that? Shit. No. <laughs>
2: shit. Talking about, like, fucking, I'm from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> All right. It's
1: crazy. Like,
2: didn't, didn't Barack Obama go by Barry?
1: Barry, yeah. I mean, I like, went. I also, I have, went by Z for like thirteen you know, how years. Do you
2: have the most hardest black name? Zulake. I went
1: by. I went by Z. Zulake.
2: Like what <laughs> kind of like fucking shifting molecules with sound that we talking about? <laughs> you know, Barack Hussein. Let me
1: Barry. Barry,
0: Barry
2: O. That's wild. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, see? That goes back to our conversation we had about, I was trying to get Zway to be vulnerable about them shortening his name to Z, you know, and
1: silencing him. <laughs> nah, dude. It's bottled up. It's deep in the vault. <laughs> Yo, the kid, uh, the, the actor's name is da- uh, Damson Idris. Uh, mm. Damson Idris is doing a great job. Isaiah John is doing a great job um it's just a it's a very strong cast man it's a very very strong who's, cast.
0: who's man. the actor that plays his mother real quick while the actor the that plays his
1: mother is michael hyatt Woo!
0: man she michael is hyatt. she is bodying it she is the emotional range just to in a few scenes of just a mother that's conflicted that has decided that she's all in for her son but it's mm. a it's a treacherous path and she's helping him she's helping him walk it in a in a very motherly way man i think the dynamics of the show are incredible, bro. Uh, spoiler alert: But Lee's, Lee's allegiances are uh, a little shaky right now. We don't know what he might do when his homeboy in the episode said, uh, "We should hit the plug." I was like, "Oh, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not do that. We don't want Lee and Javi going at it."
1: The nah, sure, show, love the show, Tango No Snowfall. It's absolutely great. It's absolutely, absolutely great, and. Over the same weekend, I was watching American Gangster in preparation of watching Snowfall, which led me, which brought me here with, with quite a, a question for for you all educated gentlemen, which is the best gangster films of all time.
2: Ooh!
0: Well, I wasn't prepared for such a serious conversation today, but. We must, we must.
2: If, if Every time I'm out, as, they pull me back in. As.
1: Denzel's performance on... Wait, are we counting Training Day as a gangster? It is. Movie? He's a gangster. It has to be.
2: Yes.
1: I put Denzel in Training Day over Denzel in Godfather. Not in Godfather, in American Gangster, which is very... It's a controversial choice to do, but... That's what I that, that's where I put it. I, but the best ga- gangster movie has to go to Godfather 1.
2: Okay, okay. I think I think I think for me the best gangster movie, well, I don't know if it's like like street gangster would have to be uh City of God, bro. Ooh. The fucking little Z bro. Ooh.
1: Like your like- Z <laughs> Yes. That's hard. See, God is definitely top three.
2: Yo, Lil Z, mm.
1: brilliant. That movie scared Lil- me as a child.
2: Oh, Lil Z, like when Lupe was spitting a little weapon, is like all I saw. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Lupe was spitting a little weapon, like don't give, don't give guns to kids. <laughs> Lil Z gon- That's what it is. I think number one, number two would have to be. Oh. I think I think Denzel in in making gangster, in, American gangster is fucking. Cold as shit. That's what it is. It's like Frank Lucas wasn't a man of like too many words. He wasn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. We are who we are. This life. <laughs> Fucking took the took the cane, shot man straight in the head,
1: bro. Yeah, then the... Took oh, took twenty took... percent out.
2: <laughs> take that's your that's what are you
1: gonna do, Frank?
2: <laughs> you gonna shoot <laughs> me
1: in <and> broad daylight? <laughs> Some of the whole neighborhood. They got Edris Albers out of there with yeah, the quickness. That's
2: your, that's your.
1: Nah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a he does a brilliant but performance. At
2: the same time, training day he said a man was killed today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. a high risk warrant. Inecho for park. He's survivor.
0: Hand me, yes, yes, hand me, me the book. It's
2: it's epic. It's, <laughs> epic, it's epic, it's it's, it's too scary. much, it's pretty range.
1: Yeah. It's
2: mighty quinn, but we don't have to go into it. <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> tap <laughs> into mighty quinn, like right? it's a different den different- <laughs> I had
0: to I had to drop an airport for Mighty Quinn. Mighty Quinn is that movie, son. Mighty Quinn is that movie. So I'll be? Son. So put me on Mighty Quinn. Bro. I had, to. That's that
2: Ridicu- I
0: had that's to that
1: movie. I had that's to, that movie,
2: son. That
1: ridiculous. I had to. <laughs> that's that movie. Yeah, what you what you got there? Uh Southside. Southside Santa Claus.
0: Since so I got to go. Well, y'all named some some amazing, incredible classics. So I, I appreciate y'all for, for clearing some of the big names out of the way. Me personally, Paid in Full Ooh. is my number one mm. gangster movie.
2: Ooh.
0: For mm. sure. Awesome. Without awesome. a doubt. Without a doubt. Ace and Mitch and Rico. Man, there's a lot of lessons in that, that story right there. I Gotta Rock with Godfather Part 2. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of lessons in that about family, you know what I mean? About what it means to, what it means to be a gangster and be a family man. So that resonates, that resonates. And then number three, I gotta go training day, G. I gotta go training, training day. day, number three. City of God is right there. Oh. It might go back and forth between those two, but that's- what that's do you put idea.
1: American Gangster?
0: Point. It's probably, it's probably four. It's probably four or five. Yep. Rounding out the top. And then Godfather One, Goodfellas, mm, okay.
1: the good old you know classics. I, mean?
0: I like I like some of the some of the left ones though, like Miller's Crossing. That that's Heat. Mm.
2: Uh, what about what about Young De Niro and Heat with Al Pacino?
0: Yeah, that's definitely Bank. Then and then there's like the subcat. There's the bank out robbery movies, and then the yeah, poker yeah. movies okay. yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because too Rounders big. is a
1: gangster movie too. You know what I mean? But if we're going that route and we're going into gangster movies like that, then into bank robbery movies, then you have to do Ocean's Eleven. Ocean- you got to throw in The Town. The Town, Ocean's okay, Eleven.
2: Okay, okay, What about, what about, uh, uh Goodfellas was more of
1: a, yeah. No, nah, Goodfellas is straight up, straight up gangster. Straight, straight gangster. gangster, all gangster. What did y'all think of,
0: uh, Den of Thieves? That was
2: kind With of. With
0: Young Cube. Cool.
2: That, that was kind of cool.
0: But it's it, it kind of like flat lines and plateaus. It's yeah. kind of cool. Kind of cool is, is about right. Kinda it belongs
1: cool. on DVD.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. When it would slap the on the plane.
1: It would slap if I had no other options. It would be the best option of not having any options. <laughs> what?
0: That's what I'll tell you what. Also, slapped on a plane, but that's that's a real great movie, too. It's Hella
1: High Water. What movie is this? Hella High Water. Nice movie. Yes. Yeah,
2: Yo, have you
1: guys watched uh, Who is Kaiser Sosa? Uh, that is um, Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects is a great is a great addition to the gangster movie. <laughs> wow. Realm. Who is Taisa Sosa? <laughs>
0: yes. Where else? Where else can you get so comprehensive a list of the the Costa Nostra movies, man? We out here. We out we here. Out here.
2: You think Irishman would be
0: a classic? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I like The Irishman, but it's just, not it's Irish. not, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same classic vibe as some of those other movies, you know what I mean? I wanted to, when I watch Godfather 2, I want to drink red wine and eat some pasta and really think about how things are going. Okay,
2: okay. okay. okay, okay. Now, I don't know, I think, I think Irishman will grow.
1: When you watch Juice, you cut your hair like pot.
2: But the thing is, like, Irishmen didn't have, like, fly shit. Like, gangsters love some swaggy shit. And
1: that's the problem. That's the problem. And that's the problem. Because this is
2: old, niggas. This is, like, Sicilian, bro. People ain't trying to show that they got wala.
1: Nah, but even in Godfather, it was the same way, too. Godfather 1, they, they kept it the low-key.
2: He was buying casinos in, 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 in fucking <laughs> uh, communist Cuba, bro.
0: No, that's kind of fly. <laughs> that was
2: fly as hell. That's, that's kind of fly. How much more money do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Yo, have y'all seen White Boy Rick? That's a low key good movie.
1: Nah,
2: that's
0: you never seen it. Yo, you gotta watch White Boy Rick.
1: I'm watching that tonight. For
0: sure. There
1: you go. I'm watching that. There you tonight. go. Miles, where else, baby? Where else? Brother Miles, we done toured around the world, bro. We done game everything. We done game everything. The world. We done. We we uh, yeah, we 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 done done a lot. And what I'm gonna start doing now, actually, I think um because. Because both of us are people that believe in the power of manifestation and that, you know, we're people that um, when, we, when we say we're going to do things, those things usually tend to happen. Um, we're going to be coming to Europe, man. I think we've got to let people know we're going to be coming to Europe. And we'd love to be able to co- uh, collaborate with some fly artistic individuals there. So if you're going to be in any city in Europe, let us know on some Yelp, pull up. We got this, um, you know, we're looking, we're looking of, of shooting content, a mini series. Uh, more information coming soon about that, but we want to speak to some of the the dope creators out of that side, man. So reach out to us on on that tip and let's uh, let's do some work together.
0: Speaking speaking it into existence. I like that. I like that. I messed with that, gents. Anything else for the people?
1: My brother, how was your your show? Your time here at the All the Way Live Podcast. What are your thoughts? It
2: was Environments are quite uh, familiar, you know. What I mean? <laughs> I'd say it's safe. It's warm. It's
0: close. It's lush. Ah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We we carefully curate a safe space for people whenever they whenever they are tuned in, whenever they are in the building. You know, that's very important to us, man. Because we know, we know, we know. Where man, y'all got
2: is the show? Is it still a little bit
0: of time? Go ahead.
2: I have a very controversial question to ask. Miles, do you believe in the law?
0: Do I believe in the law?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: do you believe in the law as a thing? Do you believe it?
0: I believe the extent to which other people believe in it definitely has a very real impact on my life.
2: Okay, so
0: I believe that everybody needs a code to live by right and from from yourself from the individual you need a code to live in a community you need a code um i think the way in the country that i find myself in the way that that code has been created and the people that were excluded in the creation of that code has resulted in laws that i don't agree with very much okay but i do think that that code between a community is necessary i think it can look very different than anything we've ever seen. And I would say that that's what I believe in. How about you?
2: Um, I think as of late, I'm failing to see the law as a thing that's, as a person, like as people who live in the law, I think, I don't think it works. Bro. I think the law is almost like a, a Ponzi scheme where people just keep pumping so much money into something that doesn't work. Mm. You know, like there's no, you can't say law without a check. know, before any lawyer asks you, they ask you, like, how how long can you hold your breath for? Well, we're about to go underwater, you know? And I think that already dismisses the idea of what justice or the pursuit of justice, right? The balancing of scales. And it almost makes it, like, a vengeful thing. Mm. Because now someone is profiting off of your injustice, right? There's a system, there's a release in which, like, this things being expressed in prison
1: like, industrial complex you know
2: and like the use of media and things like that and my thing is like um I think more and more people just giving give power like you said it's all about code growing up as a child I've never told like I've never been told like it's against the law it's it's against the law to like enter someone's space without <coughs> you knocking and asking people tell you like no that's mad disrespectful respect people's space and I think respect is like a code in which we all kind of like generally within like like the human experience and even animal experience is something that we all understand. Right. And mm. I think we only start getting introduced to the law when we get introduced to like strong capitalism interactions because like a huge majority of the law are almost like, well here it's almost like seven to 10 of the law is just property. Right. You speak about property and it makes no sense to me. And even like I said, conceptually, it's another thing that works. Like this is an airport, you know, this was once a concept. But it works. You know, it's serving its function of like... <laughs> of, of air potting. Of You know what I'm saying? Like some fly Steve Jobs shit. But here we are with like this billion dollar complex, right? And like this, I guess, a pseudo sense of misguiding people on, on the idea or the agenda of like justice and peace. But really, it's like a, a money and vengeful system
1: check check this out right it's what i'd say is that undoubtedly the way that the system is what what the law entails now and what it uses to justify the way that um the law is 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 applied and interpreted um it's busted it doesn't make sense and that and that is easily seen when you look at the disproportionate rate um let's say let's take the biggest example right you look at the dis- disproportionate rate of which uh, black and brown folk are being imprisoned in the United States, and obviously that is that does not match the 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 statistics of who the users, the main uh, purchasers and users are mm-hmm. of drugs, and where the drugs mainly are found mm-hmm. in communities and things of that nature. Right, so clearly that whole system is absolutely broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept of having uh, general. General rules and 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 uh, guidelines for us to abide by. The laws is like uh, the Ten Commandments, right? It's 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 an attempt at being able to to put legislation that we can all agree with because we interpret it and understand it pretty much the same. When thou shalt not kill, we all we all know what that means. There's no rel- there's, there's no relative term in there. You know. There's no there's no subjective term in thou shalt not kill. You know. Thou shalt not cheat. You know what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the difficulty of the law is, is being able to, to uh, is being able to give us legislature that we can follow that's non subjective and can actually protect and, and ensure the pursuit of happiness amongst uh, the common folk. That's a difficult task on its own. It's like, you're making rules for
2: everybody. No, but well, my thing is like, the thing becomes a matter of like, capitalist interest, profit interest. That's the biggest. It's broken. We we agree. We agree. It's broken. Bail law. cash. Bail cash. Bail cash. Bail. And fool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it makes like like I said, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like. And, and like I said, I can't, it makes a. It makes a lot of. The
0: sense, sense. that it does make is is that uh, we need rules to that that everybody. That applied to everyone, but those rules have never been made with everyone at the table.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right. And who was ever at the top, I think the temptation is impossible to, to ignore to make those rules in favor of yourself, but also the people your uh descendants, the people that will follow you, the people that will carry your name and your money into the future, right? And so I think what capitalism does is it is is. It keeps a certain percentage of people so successful that it's it's almost impossible for them not to control the world, right? Elon Musk tweets Bitcoin and gets richer, right? Uh, and so... I think what we have to do is we have to really take a look at those systems and take a look at those rules and those laws that, as they exist today and examine, well, who wasn't at the table when these laws were made? Whose perspective wasn't taken into account? And empower those people and, and listen and make sure that laws are written on, on their behalf. And, and what I hear this conversation circling around is restorative justice, Right. Not the idea that justice is punitive, not the idea that when somebody does something wrong, something of equal measure should be inflicted upon them. Right? The idea that somebody doing something wrong is an indication, not of something that's wrong with a person, but of something that's wrong with a system. Right? How did this person get to a place where they had to do something that we've decided we won't do to each other in order to get by? Right? And how can we help this person? Is it a medical issue? Is it a mental issue? Is it an issue of poverty? Is it an economic issue? Is it an issue of housing insecurity or food insecurity? And we're not thinking about those things. We're thinking about who needs to be locked up so that there are no blocks in the cogs that keep the machine turning and people collecting money at the top who promise a a trickle-down effect that's really just a trick.
2: Okay. Now, my thing is, Miles, I think we all understanding the law in a very kind of like that. Subjective sense of of of, of 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 being people who've been like um, whereby a, the law has tried to like marginalize and almost evaporate right a particular like our existence our creation but my thing is the law doesn't only work in that way the law also works in like an economical of of of, of creating utopia and prosperities type way if you look at countries like Switzerland right these you could like finance genocide through Switzerland. And they'll be like, hey, just sign the check. And my thing is that like, only now are they changing the laws once they're financially stable, once they like now financially have been seen as like, yeah. oh, um, our ways of practices kind of suck. And like all the infrastructure set up, like all the war money has been transferred and handed down. Mm-hmm. All the generational wealth of appropriate, like here in South Africa before apartheid they shut down, you had like big companies, big banks, just going to like Switzerland dumping money, like dumping yeah. huge amounts of money, cash, in just stable places, right? And these people just cut a check and they'll yeah. take it for you. And now more and more other countries are doing that. Like, of um, course, is it, is it Puerto Rico or is it, I'm not too Panama. sure? Panama. Panama. You don't have to pay, like, any kind of income tax, right? And, like, does that make any sense as, a, as why a business should not pay any kind of income tax as you're procuring the land consumed by the people that live mm. around and the people who work for your corporation
1: have to pay certain income taxes too. I mean, there you can make an argument for the relevancy of, of taxes, right? So, but like as me personally, I'm not a fan, I'm you know. Fan. So I try and avert it as much as I can. Yeah, however, nice.
0: however that's, that's hey, dude, listen, <laughs> I don't believe in. I don't believe in taxes in any form at all. I don't believe in the law. I try to avoid following <laughs> them whenever possible. What keeps me alive? Three packs of Newports, two bottles of water a day. <laughs> and music. And menthols. No, oh man. <laughs> no, but that's that's a that's
1: a that's Thank a you. great that's a great question, man. That's a great question because it, it's a relevant question to talk about because we're with three black men, dude. So when we talk about our relationship with the law, it's a very different type of relationship. And many times it's one that that has uh, that could have futile repercussions. Right, it's yeah, sure. not futile. I keep using that word wrong, bro. It's not futile. That could have deadly repercussions. So,
2: uh, even like I think even 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 expressing opinions against a particular system, right, yeah. can be misconstrued of your politics as being like disruptive, right? Uh, he, um, Fred Hampton didn't believe in policing, and like they killed him for that, right? Here I am speaking about the law, and someone like comes across this podcast. And like all of a sudden, like now I'm getting like I'm not getting a job, just yeah. like expressing my own subjective politics as and like no one is trying to really understand like as to why or taking the time out as to like why. And I think mm. that's sometimes the danger of like or not even the danger. I think that's where a lot of the anxiety, well for me, comes comes off as like how do I present myself as like a young black man, whereby for the past a hundred and something years media has been designed and, like, active measures of, like, mm. you know, the war on drugs, the war on crack, have, was, like, witch hunts for Black people, essentially. Mm. Um, and, like, just to dehumanize Black people once again through, like, a, a, a period of time where Black people are trying to find their feet. You know, there's, there's always an undercurrent that kind of, like, sweeps our feet, that, like, the system kind of, like, uh, I, I don't want to say exasperates or kind of, like, treats us as an exhaust. like release wastage Mm. but there's always a new way of marginalizing uh, almost the destruction of black people and so when it comes to like the thing you're supposed to look at the law to like find restorative balance and like some kind of justice and understanding and you say like you don't believe in the law because you've never seen this thing happen Mm. and like here's the instrument designed to make these things happen
1: and does work
2: and now you don't want to give me a job Mm.
1: I'm gonna put you jail.
0: That's, That's real, but I, I I empower you as 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 my brother does. You know we we we're, we're in business for ourselves. You know what I mean. A lot of us we 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 climb from one branch to another, but it's all about ownership and it's all about you know creating something that knowing your worth and, and making sure that. You know, you, you speak your value into existence in rooms under under promise, over deliver, and make sure that there's there's they can't stop you. You know, we all we all young hove out here about to sell the the liquor company, dash to the islands and celebrate with Beyonce, bro. Like they can't they <laughs> they, they can't stop us. And 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 once we get to the top we'll we'll fix the rules. Um and, and hopefully, you know what what real niggas do is once they once they get their foot in the door. They, they take the lock so that that can't close and they let yeah. more people through you know what I mean so that's what we do we we invited more people to these conversations we invited more people to participate economically mm-hmm. actively yeah. and you know conversationally man in
1: safe spaces like this bro community yeah what's what about and do you know why we do that Florian?
2: cause it's a flash.
1: also because we know yeah true. we know we know we know they got a lot of options, bro. We
0: know <laughs> y'all got a lot of
1: options. They got a lot of options, Miles. We know they got a lot
0: of options. When it comes to choosing a podcast, which is why we appreciate y'all rocking all the way live, nigga. Live in the sense that we are a celebration of life. We are a celebration of celebrating. We are a celebration of black people, wherever they may be. Don't it feel good to be black? Favorite thing, favorite thing. Out here, man. So listen, wherever you are, hug your people. We'll eat something delicious. I wish you peace and water and wellness. We gone. All the way live. Let me yes. play y'all boys out.